delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. an underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. It's Wednesday. It's high noon. It's time for the Ultacast here on Mutiny Radio. I am not joined by my regular co-host, LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth Win, the lovely, the amazing, the intelligent. She is not with us today. She is at some crazy meeting. I am, however, joined by a young friend of mine who doesn't want to be on the radio, but... She did help me plan for this show today. It's going to be a truncated, truncated AltaCast. What are we going to listen to? We're going to listen to the music that she chose. She chose some really great music and some really terrible music because she's 10, and that's what they do. Uh, but she does have pretty good taste in music. Uh, it's, it's not her fault that pop music is the way it is. Uh, she's in the performance space right now with headphones on, so she can't hear me. She's watching Dance Moms which I wish I could get her to come in and talk about because, wow, what a depressing show. Uh, I was really lucky that my mom wasn't one of those kind of dance moms that, you know, push, push the kids. It is a horrific show uh, where these women who are talentless except for pushing babies out uh, have really talented babies. And then they push them and make them cry all the time. And then the moms cry. There's no dads anywhere. Everyone's crying. Nobody's good enough. And the lady who runs the whole thing, this Abby woman, she is enormous. And these little skinny, tiny little girls are flipping around in the air and dancing. And she yells at them. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why she loves it, but she loves it. So there we are. So today at the AltaCast, we're going to play a lot of music. Thanks to my uh, friend who chose it. I'm not going to say names or anything, but if you are a fan of my comedy, I mention her name in one of my jokes, so you would know that. Uh, but yeah, hanging out today, good times. We're going to go to Putt-Putt later. We're going to go to Urban Putt. I'm very excited. All right, let's start it up. Let's kick it up with the music. Uh, we're going to start with 
uh, a good song that uh, she chose. This is the Car Wash song. You might remember it from the 70s because that time was rad. And uh, the Rose, Rose Royce Greatest Hits Car Wash song here on Mutiny Radio. Car wash. Thanks to my friend who chose all the music today. Uh, actually, there's one song that she didn't choose that I chose by Cool in the Gang, just because it reminded me of the the car wash song reminded me of Cool in the Gang. Also, Jungle Boogie is a great song, and I oftentimes when I'm hanging out with another friend of mine, Jude, I make up a song and it goes, "We want the bus." 
Gotta get that bus. Oh, we need the bus. And it's, I think it's the Jungle Boogie song, but I'm not sure. Okay, so here's some more music that my friend chose. Uh, and this is a person I've never heard of. She has introduced me now to some pop music that I've never heard of this person's name. Like, I know who Katy Perry is, obviously. And I know who Lady Gaga is or whatever. Uh, but this is Rachel Platten. Never, never heard of it before. So we're gonna we're gonna listen to the fight song, and I have a feeling that it is really, really poppy. Um, but you know what? Young people like pop music, and and I don't know if there's there's not necessarily anything wrong with that. When I was uh, her age, I listened to Cyndi Lauper, although it's that's still really good. I listened to a lot of Madonna, which I'm not very proud of, um, and 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 Michael Jackson, although. You know, the off-the-wall CD from Michael Jackson from 1978 was great, um, but and some say Thriller is a great, I mean, it was pop music. All right, here we go. Here's today's pop music. This is Rachel Platten Fight Song. Like a small boat on the ocean, sending big waves.
got a fire left in me. That was Rachel Platt. And uh, do you feel inspired now? Do you feel you should feel that's like that inspirational kind of pop music stuff. You know, now it's going to be in my head. But I can't sing that high. I can't even pretend to. This is. I'd have to belt it and it would be in a lower key. It would be dumb. Uh, All right. Here's another Rachel Platten song that my friend did a dance to. Uh, She goes to the um, Mission Dance studio thing it's uh she dances on 24th street with her friends she does hip-hop she's a very talented dancer she often tries to teach me how to dance uh we're gonna listen to another song later with the do the whip and the nene and i still can't do the dance and she has tried mercilessly to teach me how to do i still i'm tragically unhip i'm so unhip i thought kanye west was an airline All right, here is another Rachel Platten song, and maybe she'll do the dance for us in here, but it's radio, so you can't see. Uh, All right. More pop music, yeah!
that was Rachel Platten, Stand By You. Uh, my almost 10-year-old friend got a little angry with me because I made a mistake. She didn't actually do a dance to that song. She sang that song at school for something else. I guess it would be difficult to do a dance to that song. It'd have to be very lyrical in nature, like a lyrical jazz, something of that. This is the song that she did a dance to. And this makes me happy because this is good music and this is music from my youth and that they're doing it now the youths the youths are listening to the music i like it uh instead of that um that pop stuff because and i think that all music has a place it, it is relatively inspirational that pop music i gotta tell you uh but what happens if you don't believe in heaven or hell does that does that song still make sense is it still a good song even if you can't, even if you don't believe in heaven. Uh, well, that was Rachel Platten. This here is JJ Fad, Supersonic. And uh, I remember when my friend told me that they were dancing to this song, and I was like, that's so cool. I, it's so cool. Here we go. Uh, JJ Fad with Supersonic here on MutinyRadio.fm. We're JJ Fat and we're here to rock. Rhymes like ours could never be stopped. See, it's three of us and I know we're fresh. Party rockers, non-stoppers, and our names are deaf. See, the J is for just, the other for jamming. The F is for fresh, A-N-D, deaf. Behind the turntables is DJ Train. Mixing and scratching is the name of the game. Now, here's a little something about nosy people. It's not real hard, it's plain and simple, baby D. Supersonic. Supersonic motivating rhymes are creating And everybody knows that JJ Fad's devastating We know you like us, girl, so you better get sterile Cause we are the home chicks that are rocking your world Supersonic 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 is a word when people start to listen Especially bigger people, they pay close attention You might not believe it, you might not even buy it But when it comes to letting you pop, you might even try it Supersonic Supersonic Now all you supersonic people try to write our rhymes You may think that you are deaf, but you're way behind So you better listen to what we have to say Cause when it comes to JJ Fad You can't get no play Supersonic Supersonic Now he's the freshest DJ From coast to coast My man can cut and scratch But I don't mean to boast He may be a little light But that's okay Cause when he cuts to the beat It sounds this way Hit it Supersonic Supersonic Uh, 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 yeah, it's finally my turn To rock the mic Because my devastating beats I know you will like You see my beatbox is fresh It'll blow your mind And if you don't like my beats I'll go big in your behind Fat is just too clean. Now, baby, don't you know that 
Supersonic by JJ Fad and my friend did her dance for me. She had a big solo, very exciting. Our next song is by it, it's a sad, sad pop song for me. It it, it hurts me deeply because it's uh, Watch Me, the Whip and the Nene with Silento, which he's not silent at all because he keeps saying this, watch me, watch me. And it made me so sad because it makes me think about like all the kids now with their selfies and their selfie sticks and their Instagrams and their vines. And I don't even know what they're, but it's all watch me, watch me, watch me. Look at me, look at me, which is great. I mean, I think that expressing yourself is, is lovely, but, uh, this, this is a dance she tried to teach me and I just, I never picked it up. You know what I mean? Uh, this is, this is what I think is wrong with our society. This is watch me the whip in the nay Watch me, Nene. Watch me do it. Now watch me 
Watch me nae Okay. Now watch me whip, whip. Watch me nae nae. Watch me, watch me, watch me. Those are the new dance moves. Well, not new, from 2015. I'm so behind the times. Uh, but I, I, the only one I think I could do out of that group was the bop. That's the only one. But my friend was still shaking her head going, no, no, it's not. That's not how you do it. I am, uh, I'm tragically unhip. I don't, uh, I don't get the new dance moves. I still, though, I mean... I used to dance. I used to love the Fly Girls, and I still can do that. Uh, there's this one dance move. The uh, it's this Fly Girl slide thing that I can still do, and I can still put my leg up in the air with my thing and hand. You know. Anyways, I can still do. I can still do a couple things. The uh, the next song we have here is uh, a great song from the '70s. It's one of my favorite. We just have to wash some of that pop music out of our out of our ears for a second if you guys are still joining us on the altcast i'm your host pam benjamin hanging out with you on mutinyradio.fm again it's a truncated version of the show today uh it's going to be shorter than an hour uh, and we're going to get out of here because we're going to go putt putt which is super fun and my friend's probably going to kick my butt because i am not astute in the ways of putt putt uh it is fun to play though and um Gosh, I like it 50,000 times better than bowling. Oy, I don't like bowling. I never have had fun bowling. And people say, oh, well, you just got to go and have fun. You just got to do it. I just don't like playing games where I am so unsuccessful. Uh, Putt-putt, I think everyone has a, has a pretty good chance. But the bowling, man, ugh. And then it's just so embarrassing when they break out those little bumpers, you know, for the kids. And I'm sitting there trying to, people are laughing at me. It's okay. I just like it when they laugh at my, my jokes that I mean to be making. All right. This is Cool in the Gang, Jungle Boogie, uh, one of my favorite songs of all time. Get down, get down.
Jungle Boogie by Cool and the Gang. Good stuff. Real music. I, I was dancing. Uh, and this this is also, I, I shouldn't be so down on pop music. I mean, it, again, it has its place. Uh, this is Kelly Clarkson uh, with her song Stronger. And Kelly Clarkson, well, she was the first winner of American Idol, was that it? And now she's uh, super famous and uh, has that that, that lovely voice pop music we'll see we'll see what happens to all these people in the future if they continue uh on their trajectory or if they get a little bit more uh, artsy with their music although you know prince was artsy and he was he was he did pop music too so prince yeah that guy who died it was very sad uh kelly clarkson stronger here we go uh, mutiny radio Oh! 
there from Kelly Clarkson here on the AltaCast on mutinyradio.fm in .sf. Uh, this is the AltaCast. I'm going to do a little tiny bit of news and then we're going to get out of here because we got some putt-putt to do. We got some So this is, um, they came out with some s- stupid study and saying all the things that you shouldn't eat and why it's terrible. So wheat bread. What? Right? Whole wheat bread. This is a problem. Modern wheat is nothing like the grain your grandmother or grandmother or grandmother consumed. Today, wheat barely resembles its original form, thanks to an extensive genetic manipulation during the 1960s and 70s, to increase the grain's yield. Uh, So, they're saying that uh, modern-day wheat is triggering all sorts of health problems, everything from digestive diseases like celiac and inflammatory bowel disease to acid reflux, obesity, asthma, and skin disorders. If there's a food that yields extravagant, extraordinary, and unexpected benefits when avoided, it's bread. And I don't mean white bread. I mean all bread. White, whole wheat, whole grain, sprouted, organic, French, Italian, fresh, day old, all of it. I love bread. I don't know what I'd do about it. Uh, Try eliminating wheat altogether from your diet for a few weeks and see if you note health improvements. But be prepared for the wheat withdrawal syndrome of nausea, headache, fatigue, and depression. And a host of other strange side effects that going grain-free during your first week free week there are opiates that develop from the gelatin protein of wheat and once you go through the process you'll feel better maybe more better than you have in years wow uh non-dairy creamer i know this non-dairy creamer is disgusting uh what's the problem with it 
Uh, the health benefits of coffee are pretty impressive, so don't go throwing them away by splashing non-dairy creamer in your morning joe. Fake creamers are full of hard-to-pronounce ingredients, including liver-damaging high-fructose corn syrup, inflammatory hydrogenated oils that would never exist in nature, and artificial flavors. Drink your coffee black and use organic grass-fed cow cream. There you go. Uh, next, grape jelly. I find grape jelly gross, but they're saying it's terrible for you. Conquered grapes are delicious and one of the few fruits native to North America, but it's the way most of us taste them in the form of high fructose corn syrup laden jelly. Even though it's given away for free like ketchup in plastic packets, it's basically a jelly textured candy loaded with various forms of sugar, artificial colors and flavors. So uh, opt for real fruit honey or apple butter. Yeah. I don't like grape jelly. I think it's gross. Uh, diet soda. Okay, I think that diet soda is the reason that I have kidney stones now. I think that drinking Diet Coke in my 20s was bad. Um, Dr. Elias says stay away from any diet soda and foods. Sugar-free candies and gum containing artificial sweeteners such, such as sucralose, aspartame, asulfenamate, K, and neotame, among others. The safety data on these sweeteners is shrouded in controversy and conflicts conflicts of interest with manufacturers of these chemical compounds. Independent research strongly suggests that when metabolized in the body, these sweeteners cause health-related issues and problems related to metabolism and weight gain. Neurological diseases, joint pain, digestive problems, headaches, depression, inflammatory bowel disease, chemical toxicity, and cancer, among others. Uh, flavored water, everybody. Water with lemon. Canned tomatoes? These can't be bad. The problem. The resin linings of tin cans contain biosphenol A or BPA, a synthetic estrogen that has been linked to ailments ranging from reproductive problems to heart disease, diabetes, and obesity. Studies show that BPA in most people's bodies exceeds the amount uh, that suppresses sperm production or causes chromosomal damage to the eggs of animals. You can get 50 micrograms of BPA per liter out of a tomato can, and that level is going to impact people, particularly the young. I won't go near canned tomatoes. Wow. So they're saying look for tomatoes in boxes like uh, Eden Organic is a brand. Wow. Sprouts? We're supposed to avoid sprouts? Sprouts have been the source of uh, so many major food recalls that they're really not worth the risk, Powell says. Be they bean or broccoli, alfalfa or pea, sprouts have been at the center of at least 55 outbreaks of foodborne illnesses affecting more than 15,000 people over the last 20 years. Often sprouts harbor salmonella, E. coli, or listeria. They're vulnerable to contamination because the seeds require moist, warm conditions in order to sprout. Uh, I like sprouts, but I guess they would go bad pretty quickly. Chicken wings. Don't eat chicken wings. A single chicken wing has 81 calories and 5 grams of fat. Given that most people don't eat just one, a lone, chicken, uh, a lone feast of chicken wings could easily exceed 1,000 calories and 50 grams of fat. Nearly two or three days worth of fat. Wow. I love chicken wings. Non-organic strawberries. The problem, while filming Food Inc., Krenner says he wanted to film strawberry farmers applying pesticides to their fields. The workers wear these suits to protect themselves from the dozens and dozens of known dangerous pesticides applied to strawberries, he said. And when I saw this, I thought to myself, if this is how berries are grown, I don't want to eat them anymore. And I haven't been able to eat a non-organic strawberry ever since. Uh, wow. So, uh, 
pesticide free. Butter flavored popcorn. Yeah, ugh. Di- diacetyl is used in a lot of fake butter flavorings, despite the fact that the chemical is so harmful to factory workers, it's known to cause occupational disease ca- called popcorn lung. Wow. Uh, so don't use fake butter. Non organic green beans. Okay, same thing. Uh, eat organic. Farmed salmon. This is interesting. Uh, farmed salmon is salmon that they, they farm it now. And they, it's called aquaculture. Fish is naturally low in saturated fats, and some types like salmon are also high on omega-3 fat, reducing the risk of stroke and heart attack and inflammation throughout the body. While Americans need to eat more seafood and less red meat, some fish, such as farmed salmon, are contaminated with carcinogenic chemicals such as PCBs, polychlorinated biphenyls, pesticides including deodorant and toxaphene, and antibiotics. And unlike wild salmon, farmed salmon are fed a mixture of other fish ground into fish meal and fish oil. Ugh. Uh, margarine, don't eat it. Duh. I think we know that one. Don't eat margarine. Eat butter if you're going to eat it. Uh, gummy vitamins. <gasps> the problem. Vitamins in the form of candy sounds like a dream to parents of picky eaters. Too bad is too good to be true. Each serving is about 15 calories and, well, two or three grams of sugar a day, often corn syrup, doesn't seem like much. Dr. Moyad points out that this translates to nearly six cups of sugar a year. Not to mention gummies contain artificial food dyes and can contain a laundry list of other problematic ingredients. Many contain gluten, and some also contain corn syrup, carmine, and pre-gelatinized cornstarch. Oh, instant noodles. I love ramen. It's saying don't eat ramen. This frat house staple contains ingredients like MSG that can actually trigger not just excessive food cravings, but painful migraines, too. Uh, All my favorite things. Fast food. Uh, Don't eat fast food, dummies. Like, you need someone to tell you that. Non-organic corn, that makes sense. Artificial sweetener is going to kill you. Processed honey. Refined honey is among the most insidious sweeteners of all time, said Dr. Mullen. The pasteurization process eliminates the health properties of honey, essentially turning into just another form of sugar. Uh, Agave. They're saying agave is bad? Wow. Table salt. Yeah, use fleur de sel. Don't use table salt. Food dyes. Yes, don't eat food dyes. Red dye number three causes cancer in lab rats. Yellow number five and six may contain cancer-causing contaminants. This is really sad. They think we're all going to die. Charred meat. Don't eat that. Uh, the two most associated with charring are HCA, hydro- heterocyclic amines, and PA, polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons. Uh, so it's carcinogens in your meat. Non-organic potatoes. Breakfast cereals. Uh, sugar is toxic. Bluefin tuna. Why can't I eat bluefin tuna? Bluefin tuna is overfished and on the verge of collapse thanks to the global appetite for this type of tuna. Wow. Uh, undercooked meat. I like raw. I like meat almost raw. Fast food french fries. One of my favorite things. Packaged snack foods. Chips, pretzels, and most packaged pastries are highly processed manufactured foods. Uh, and they have unhealthy oils. Shrimp. Don't tell me I can't eat shrimp. Uh, the most popular seafood in the American diet, our taste for shrimp has astounding environmental impact and potentially threatens our health, too. For each pound of wild shrimp harvested from oceans, there are between 3 and 10 pounds of bycatch pulled onto the boat deck, including sea turtles and many juvenile fish. 
Farmed shrimp generally comes from mangrove forests, which have been clear-cut and turned into filthy ponds doused with antibiotics to ward off disease. If you want to be a responsible seafood eater, I'm sorry to say you have to give up shrimp. Energy drinks. Duh, don't drink energy drinks. Foie gras. Okay, now foie gras is delicious. I don't agree with this. Foie gras is the fattened liver of a goose or duck. It's delicious. It's like angel poo. It's so good. Foie gras, the unnaturally fatty liver of a duck or goose, is traditionally thought of as a luxury food item. But the bird lives far from a luxurious life. The way foie gras is produced involves extreme animal cruelty, says Passel. The ducks are force-fed three times a day for weeks on end, causing their livers to swell more than ten times their normal size, leading to diseased organs. The feeding makes it difficult for the animals to even walk. That's too much cruelty for a meal, a mere table treat. I disagree. I, I've seen film of these ducks, and they run up. They have a honking horn, and they run up to the farmer, and they open their mouth, and they stick a funnel in, and they throw food down its gullet, and the duck likes it. Uh, and it's, it's delicious. But I guess, you know, terrible if you care about animals. Inflammatory vegetable oils. Don't, don't uh, use extra oil. Egg whites? Egg whites? I love egg whites. Egg yolks contain more than 80% of the overall vitamins, minerals, and healthy fatty acids found in an egg. Without fat, you can't absorb the protein in the egg white effectively either. So they just don't eat egg whites alone. Pasta. Most people eat diets that contain an overabundance of refined carbohydrates, and one of the most common culprits is pasta. Uh, while blood sugar... Problems like diabetes are certainly a major concern with increased intakes of refined carbs. The real danger is the amount of inflammation with overconsumption these foods cause. Excessive inflammation is a driving factor in all diseases of lifestyles we are plagued with today. From allergies, obesity and diabetes, to heart disease and cancer. And how's this for a scary stat? People who eat high intakes of refined carbohydrates, like most Americans, have been found to have up to three times the risk of dying from an inflammatory disease. Packaged gelatin desserts, right? They're made with horse hooves. Dutch chocolate. There's nothing wrong with that. As high cocoa chocolate becomes more recognized as a healthy food option, more people are choosing dark chocolate over milk. But some kinds of cocoa, the source of the majority of dark chocolate's health benefits are dramatically better than others. In fact, analysis shows that when cocoa has been Dutch processed and or processed with alkali, it can lose between 60 and 90% of this health-boosting antioxidant. Choosing brands without Dutch processing is the key to make sure your chocolate is as healthy as it can be. Inorganic apples, fruit juice, just sugar, store-bought smoothies, just sugar, rice flour, uh, nothing raises blood sugar higher than gluten-free junk carbohydrates. I've made cookies out of rice flour. White chocolate is just fat. Uh, cocktail mixers are just sugar. Uh, factory farmed ground beef. Yeah, filled with hormones. Terrible things. Swordfish. Uh, number one warning to women who are pregnant or are looking to become pregnant. Avoid mercury in fish. Swordfish has notoriously high of the heavy metal and uh, bad times. Swordfish. All right. That's it. There we go. Oh, condensed milk. Yeah, it's more just sugar. Corn chips from the U.S. 
Uh, we know that chemicals routinely used in GMO crops like corn and soy prove fatal for bees and butterflies, but science is starting to prove that they're doing a real number on humans, too. When I am in the U.S., I do not eat corn chips because they are made from U.S. corn flour, which is mostly genetically engineered. Corn destined for corn flour is also sprayed with Roundup, usually contains neocotinoid and fungicides. It's a true chemical cocktail. A second glass of wine. Okay. And bacon. Bacon, eating bacon is on par with smoking as a cancer risk and asbestos exposure in terms of cancer risk. Uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, that's really sad because I love bacon. All right. Those, uh, that, that's what you guys are supposed to, to do to be, oh, any food microwaved in plastic, uh, you've tainted it by heating it up in a plastic container. Oh, scary. Okay, so that's uh, 50 foods you should never eat. This has been the AltaCast here on Mutiny Radio. I'm going to get out of here because we're going to go play putt-putt, which is going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to sorry, making a lot of noise over here in the studio with all of my stuff uh, breaking and falling apart. I'm going to uh, say goodbye. I'm going to say thanks to my good friend for uh, picking all the music for today. And... Uh, we're going to get out of here. Hey, everybody. Uh, have a great week, and we will see you again on the next AltaCast. Oh, uh, hey, uh, and come this uh, Friday for Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse. It is a great show. Everyone in it, all of the comics, are divorced. So we're having all divorce material. The reason I chose that topic is that it's my ex-husband's birthday on Friday. So I thought, hey, I should do a show with divorced people in it because I'm divorced. Anyways, it's a great time always every Friday at Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. A mere $5. We'll see you here. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are you on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for me five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. 
But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. Yeah. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission Hive vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. PMs at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> You guys are listening to the AltaCast here on Mutiny Radio. FM. It's Wednesday. It's high noon. I am high because I just had a big sip, about a half a bottle of the Alta California Botanicals Anxiety Tincture. I am feeling no anxiety whatsoever about the show today. Uh, about anything, really. Thanks, Alta California Botanicals. I am joined by my co-host, LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth Wind. Good morning. I mean, afternoon. Yeah. High noon, baby. Hi I like noon. that purple eyeliner you're wearing. Thank you. You all can't see it on the... Is it purple or is it blue? You're looking super 80s. You look yeah. Like, it's because of David Bowie. That's all. It, I was wondering. Yeah. Yeah. 
Colors. Colors. Uh, things are going to be okay, everybody. We still can listen to his music. We're also joined today by Steve Poggi. Back again like a bad penny. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> Steve Poggi, comedian extraordinaire. Uh, so that means we've had two misery people in the house. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We lost the Rams. They're gone. Oh, that is really messed up, dude. Like, what are they going to do with the arena? They're going to turn it, it into junk. Who, who fucking cares? It's, the, the Chargers are leaving, too. What are they going to do with the um, Oco or, or whatever they I have no idea. What, I, uh, yeah, I forget what their stadium's called. Yeah, it's not Orca. No, it's not The Orca. Oco is the Colise- Oakland Coliseum. Yeah. Raider Nation, which we heard they might or might not be leaving. None of this interests me that much. I just have to listen to my boyfriend talk about it all the time. So I'm like, it's gotta, one of those you things. You got to get an earful. The only reason why the lambs interest me is because it, they came in 95 and they at least have went to, they've won one Super Bowl and they've went to two. And the thing is, St. Louis is in the shithole as it is with what's going on. And the the one thing that at least can pull St. Louis's together was like football, like sports, like people love the cards and all that shit. And now that the lambs are gone, it kind of it's kind of bittersweet. Kind of sucks. People are gonna be fighting in the streets again. Yeah. Killing each other. I mean, I guess no this is one way to unite people in St. Louis, like black, white, brown, whatever. That everyone's pissed off. So that's one way, so they can burn the stadium together. Burn the stadium. That's together. called unity. Burning the stadium together. <laughs> you know, it. I mean, the thing is that maybe the United States does need a big war so that we can. It seems like we don't. Um, I, I don't know. I, I say reuse it, repurpose it for another thing, but it seems I like we just knock it down and make something better. Yeah. Uh, like they tried to do in Santa Clara. Oh, yeah. And that shithole where they're going to be having the 50th Super Bowl, this calling time. it San Francisco. It fucking pisses me off. That's not yeah. San Francisco. They've got the 50 in front of the city hall. And every time I go by it now, people are taking pictures in front of it. Oh, look, 50, 50 Super Bowl 50 is in San Francisco. No, it's not. It's in Santa Clara. It's in Santa Clara. It's not here. I used to be able to look at Candlestick from my my house. Aww. And it's really sad. It was just like, if they would have just had one more year, if they could have had the 50th celebration there. What, what, what's happening? Captain with candlestick, do we it's blow that gone. up? It's they gone. Blow, they blew it up. I, yeah, yeah. Well, they took. They, they done blowed it up. They didn't blow up, blow it up because the neighborhood was like they didn't want. They were worried about asbestos and what have you with all the dust. Yeah, sure. So they took it. Because uh, asbestos and is asbestos. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they took it down piece by piece like a Lego. Uh. And so, and it came down pretty quick. I went by there and took pictures and what have you. It was that was really sad too. I don't even like football and like just like the fact that I'm like. Oh, candlestick's gone, you know. And then now, you know, you have it at the stadium, Santa Clara. It is, that's not it's the same not thing. San Francisco it's not 49ers. San Francisco. That's not. that's like it's a suburb. It's a suburb, absolutely. Yeah, it's okay. Whatever. I'm upset about it too. It's so stupid. And, the, and you know what? You're gonna be really upset when the Super Bowl, when all those people come. Oh my God. You're gonna get it. <laughs> well, maybe I'll go down and I'll pass out flyers for the Mutiny Radio that is 2016 Comedy Festival. Do that. And I'll be like, hey, you're from out of town? Oh, you're from Texas? We have a Texas comedian coming. Stick around. Yeah. Well, during uh, the Super Bowl week, that's the highest uh, like time for prostitution. Oh, sweet. I can make some money. Anything. Yeah. So if you want to get out there and fucking shake your meat fan, yeah, people will pay for it. I was thinking about stripping on the weekends. 
Warren Sapp got busted after the last Super Bowl with two hookers. That's the thing, man. If you're going to get hookers and you're famous, you have to pay them. All right? You can't just try to not pay the stripper or the hookers. Because uh, no, hookers got diff- feelings. Hookers got feelings. Um, <laughs> stripping and hooking is different, though. Because yeah. right, one of right, them, right. you just wipe your vagina juices on them. And one of them, they right. wipe their penis juices in you. So it's a little bit <laughs> There different. was a... There was some strip club in the east side of Illinois that my buddy was obsessed the with. The Roxy? And I, th- I wanted, maybe that was it. No, I, there was. A, it's not Pink Slip because that's the black one. So. No, it was Pink a rundown slip. one though. But circle. I used to hang out on the east side. That's what I'm trying yeah. to go through though. Maybe it was Roxy, but the the guy's hook to try to get people to go was, uh, you can get your nose wet for a dollar. Oh, <laughs> that's gross. What tell people. Like, oh, I don't think I want to join that. If it oh. was the Roxy, that was my favorite one. I used to go there and have coffee. I wanna. I can't remember <laughs> where. The first time I went into a strip club in St. Louis, like when I turned old enough, uh, we walked in, and like I looked over to the left, and there was a uh, like a cocktail waitress, and there was this big trucker guy, and she was like sticking a beer bottle in his ass. Oh, and, uh, wow. My joke was, uh, hey, it's prison with a cover charge. Come on <laughs> wow. And he liked it. Yeah. I just can't. I, I just can't. I don't, I don't understand why people like to stick the things up their butts now. Like, you know, if, if I'm on top and you want to grab my ass a little and kind of go and you're sort of skirting the edges there, that's fine. But don't, what are we, what are we putting things in there for? I think people just get bored. Yeah, boredom. You can only put your inflatable blow-up fist in so many holes before you're like, well, let's stick it in the old butt. Let's see what we get out of that one. Wow. Uh, So today on the AltaCast brought to you by Alta California Botanicals, uh, we're going to talk about failed and successful uh, stories and trials with sobriety. Sobriety. Because comedian Steve Poggi right now is... Working on, uh, hasn't had a drink in two weeks, is it now? Yeah, well, it, it's different, though. I'm not considering that sobriety. Like, wh- I got in trouble uh, a while back with that whole felony burglary thing, which if you want to hear that story, go to my website, stevepoji.com, download my CD, Felony Funny, and uh, you can hear that whole thing. But after that, I took shit really seriously, and I was like, oh, dude, I got a fucking crazy-ass problem. But, uh, so I was sober for two years, but I was like preachy sober like like you know this is the way of the light this is what everyone needs to do and you were AA. Drink again. you were going to aa i was going to aa but i wasn't really using like the 12-step program like i was just going there and like talking about stuff and it felt like good to go like it felt like okay you were just using it for comedy time you're but, just using uh, it for stage time you know one of the things that really upset me about that is the, the AA class that I went to one week you would go to and it would be like a discussion and then the next week you would listen to a speaker from like a cassette tape and they put in this cassette tape and it was all fucking hack jokes oh. that the speaker was using like like I called the hotel front desk I said uh, there's a leak in my sink and she said go ahead or like like cheesy fucking oh, God. shit like that would that. make you want to drink and I knew the comic that did that stuff in St. Louis so I was like did he steal it from him or did he st-? but after that I was like uh. and I, I was good I didn't I didn't drink for two years and then I, I broke up with this chick that I was obsessed with this fucking beautiful blonde haired minx and uh, she crushed me and I, I fucking brought the beast back Oh, that's this, all it takes, huh? Yeah, this is like this isn't necessarily sobriety because it's just like 
I want to make healthier decisions. Like, I, I think of it more of like, if I eat a big thing of spaghetti, I'm going to get heartburn. <laughs> so if I drink a bunch of booze, the chances of me having, you know, panic attack or anxiety become higher. Like the past year, my physiology has changed in my body and now I need to take better care of it. Yeah. You're you becoming an adult. Yeah. Is well, I'm going to buy a happening. gun and then I'll be an adult. <laughs> <laughs> That's scary. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Nine millimeter Beretta. I'm in the market. You're not wow. kidding. No. no <laughs> You're not, not shitting. I, I don't believe in the whole gun thing. I think it's a terrible idea. I love guns. Yeah, I, everyone loves guns. You're an American. It's it's built into your DNA. You're goddamn right. It's built I, in there. I like bows and arrows. Yeah, but that's just yeah. in my blood. Good luck shooting a burglar with a bow. <laughs> Good luck trying to get that Beretta from like the lock, you know. Oh no, there's locked no away. lock box. I don't have children. <laughs> I'm gonna have it ready to go. <laughs> oh, dude, I, that's I, where accidents happen. I was Absolutely. talking to my uh, my my idiot roommate, who's uh, been kind of famous amongst my friends for the dumb shit that he says and he does. <laughs> and uh, I was telling him like, oh yeah, man, I'm gonna get a gun. And he was like, one time I stayed in this motel room. And it was so sleazy that I took my gun and I duct taped it into my hand. Oh my god! Wow. I was like, dude, that's the most insane. That shit is crazy. I've ever heard in my life. You have to really be careful how you sleep. Damn. Yeah. I Shoot like, you in like, the can face. Can you just set it on the nightstand? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's gotta be. That is like a horrible. That's a bad idea. I'd roll around in my sleep. I'd shoot something. Dude. I'll shoot my face. I would definitely shoot something. Uh, accidentally shoot my cat. Shoot someone down the hall. I just watched a terrible, terrible movie on the Netflix called uh, Last Shift about this nice new, this nice new police lady who's in this thing and all this scary stuff happens with ghosts. And at the very end, spoiler alert, just don't watch it. It only got one and a half stars. Anyways, but she accidentally shoots these guys that were coming in to clean, all three of them, and then she gets shot because the other policeman comes in and... It's like everybody dies. Everybody dies. That's the moral everybody of guns. Everybody dies. dies. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so, stories of sobriety. It's working out for you right now. Yeah. Well, one of the things I did enjoy about AA is all the alcoholic construction workers that would come in, missing fingers because they were drunk. Oh, my God. Took them off. Drunk at work, lost hands. Oh, yeah. Well, Time to not get hands, but more like fingers. Like fingers. They'd have a bunch of stubs. And Stubby. Wow. I had to go to AA for a minute um, only because it was part of the court-ordered thing for my DUI. DUI. Ditto. And uh, that was only in San Diego, though. Once I came up here to San Francisco, they did not require that, which was great. It was just a San Diego thing. Did you ever find the AA kind of scary? I found it kind of scary with all the God and Jesus stuff. I, the God and Jesus stuff bothered me. I liked the cookies and juice. Um, I just didn't like how it made me feel like church and it made yeah. me feel really guilty. And the first one I went to, like, I just kind of sat there and cried and they're like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> um, and I was, it was awful. And they're like, tell us why you're here. And I'm like, I'm stupid. I got a DUI and now they're making me do this for my court ordered thing. Will you sign it? Will you sign my card yeah. so I can get out of here? Thanks for the juice and cookies. Um, but you know, listening to people's stories didn't, it doesn't help me want to be sober. It just, I don't ever want to be sober. I don't, I'm, there's a reason why I don't have to be sober and it's because I'm never going to have children so that I can drink as much as I want whenever I want to. And you, and you don't have a car. I don't have a car. 
So I don't have a problem with it. I really, really enjoy drinking. And there haven't been too many like negative repercussions since the DUI and since sort of changing my lifestyle to accommodate, you know, the mass consumption of alcohol. And not the mass consumption. I mean, I'm not like, last night I drank a pitcher of beer. I don't think that's that crazy on a no. Tuesday. No. You didn't do shots. And I don't do shots. Yeah, not anymore. I'm an adult. It wasn't like you were going all like Keith Richards with like a bottle of Jack Daniels in your hand trying to no. swig the whole bottle. No. I mean, you know, I just... Even I, 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 I've been, I was talking to Poji and saying like, I'm trying to take a break oh, a week from alcohol. Mine is just vanity. I just want to lose some weight. Dude, oh, I've lost yes, so yeah. much weight. Yeah. Cause I, I haven't drank at all since 2016. So I've, I've lost about 15, 17 pounds Be- between the weight you lose from the alcohol and then just not having the, you know, be, being better about your diet and not being yeah. like, oh, I'm all fucked up. I better get, you know, a basket of tater tots. <laughs> Grease. Yeah, a cheeseburger with a grilled cheese sandwich in it. <laughs> That's when it gets bad. Yeah, I mean, it's to me, it's all about vanity. And it is it, and that has something to do with your health as well. So that's why, because, you know, I noticed during the Christmas season, I was ultra depressed. And so I found out there's this app called Saucy where you have liquor delivered to you. Oh. Yeah. And I took advantage of that for about two weeks and uh, couldn't get out of bed. But I was drinking the hell of, out of Cook's Brute sparkling wine and I was just I was just really down the dumps and then I was talking to a friend he's like yeah I'm gonna take a break for two weeks and he's a hardcore drinker and I'm like dude if that guy can do it I can do it too so it kind of motivated me to like you know I've noticed I've like kind of gained a little weight since and I'm like you know what fuck this the booze will still be there let me uh, you know, lose some weight or something. Well, vanity sobriety. I mean, there's, I guess there's a, lot of, there's a lot of ways to stay sober, and vanity sobriety is it's one of one them. Of yeah. <laughs> well, the, my biggest problem with the AA, uh, like, other than, like, the super, like, religious, like, God stuff, uh, was this sense of, like, you have this disease that you're going to live with the rest of your life. I couldn't handle being like, oh, I'm going to be, f- I'm just fucked up for life. And I just got to carry this cross. But I've seen other people where it's like, dude, you are, you have a disease. You're like, you are <laughs> fucked up for life. But I, I never felt like that. So, it, but to have like no like recovery, like never be fully recovered to always live with that. It just seemed like you were in this like weird state. And yeah. I didn't, I didn't like that. Yeah. It, it also bothers me. And it's like that, um, Maybe we'll watch a clip in a little, or listen to a clip from the um, the South Park where the dad goes to AA and he's like, "That's it, it's a disease, I can't help it," and he just keeps getting drunker and drunker. I can't help it, and I f- I feel like it is sort of a cop out. It's not me, it's God. It's in the hands of God. I can't do anything. You weak piece of shit. You can't, it's not me. It's I'm powerless. I need a higher power so I won't drink. Seriously. Some people do, man. Some people get so fucked up. But what's wrong with them that they can't say, oh, I am am a human being with thoughts and feelings. People that blame things. Now, I don't believe in the existence of a God anymore because I was raised to believe in it. And I I, I drank the Kool-Aid, hook, line, and sinker. And now what I say is that there is no God and you people are just weak. And oh, it's a disease. You know, it's a disease if you get to the point where you have DTs and you can't live your life without drinking alcohol because you're so shaky shaky that you could have oh, a seizure. seizure. Okay, oh, that's that's yeah. when it's a disease, but it's still not in the hands of God. It was in your hands. You and you couldn't 
handle it. Uh, and it's the same thing when you're if you're addicted to heroin, you're fucking addicted to heroin. And it's not like, I'm just going to stop because your body's like, I need this heroin. But it's are any of us like that far down the road right now? No, I no. don't think so. I mean, some the, don't get me wrong. The, like That's the big thing about it is everyone's shit is completely different. So mm-hmm. if you don't have a good way of being honest with yourself or looking at yourself in like a you know, reflective manner, then you're going to be fucked. But I feel like a lot of these people that get super far down the rabbit hole, it's more of like a self-punishment. Sure. Like it's like it's not suicide, but it's like, like like I said, I was sober for two years, and I broke up with this girl, and then I felt bad, and she had like cheated on me, so then I felt worthless. So then it was like I'm just gonna fucking shove this shit in my face and get all fucked up. Yeah, and uh, I did for a long time, but man, fuck it, I've been tased, hit in the head with fucking <laughs> bottles. There's tased. also, there's also the factor that a lot of you know people turn to like drugs and alcohol because of trauma, you know, childhood trauma and other things that have happened in their past. That I noticed even when I went to uh, AA <laughs> because of my DUI. And I, you know, they, I, I never heard anyone in that whole group when I would go talk about like anything to do with their childhood, huh. you know? And yeah. I think that has something to do with why people do what they do. There's something traumatic that has happened to you that you go so down in the hole and it, it you might have it like in a black box in your head one day and then all of a sudden there's something that unleashes it and all that comes back to you and then you go down the downward spiral basically and I don't I don't think a lot of like AA they don't talk about that as much you yeah know? I feel like it's a lot of people who have had something horrific happen to them and they refuse to accept it as reality yeah so then like, I think that's where you get a lot of the uh, suppressed stuff absolutely and because uh, when I I remember when I was going through it I described it is like imagine like you're standing in a river right and then like your problems and your thoughts are like these boxes that are floating down the river and you see this huge big box and you're like oh god this is gonna be a big ass fucking problem what the hell and you open it up and then it's not that bad and you're like oh fuck that's all right but then you see like a little like ring box floating down you're like ah look at this dicky thing like oh my god there's something intense in here yeah this is really fucking me up yeah it's it yeah i definitely i like that metaphor see i don't drink because i'm trying to escape anything i drink because i'm fucking bored and i why yeah why do i smoke so much weed because the world is a boring, lackluster place. It's not fun, and I just have much more fun when I'm high. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Like, you know what? Babysitting, it's okay. Babysitting when you're high is fucking fun. <laughs> like, oh, we're going to a park. I'm going to walk around with you, and we're going to play on the playground. I'm going to follow you around. I hang out with a two-year-old, and he is so entertaining when I'm high on weed. <laughs> now, I would, I would never show up drunk, to a nanny gig, but I, I'm, I'm always high, and 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 then someone might say, "Oh, well, you have a problem with marijuana?" No, no I think, don't. I think marijuana is the motherfucking solution. It is a solution. I don't believe in that. Uh, come on now, you can. I run when I'm stoned. I Absolutely. clean when I'm stoned. I work when I'm stoned, and I can handle it because I know I know how my body functions. I know my body. I think a lot of people don't know their body. That's the problem, sure. and they're so used to people preaching to them about, well, this is what that does, and they say okay, and they run with it rather than like, well, let me see how my body will perform with this, and I'll make my own decision. You're. 
people are robots. They're used to everyone making decisions for them. Right. And that's the yeah. problem. And when it comes to alcohol, I was raised Catholic. Catholics drink. So, I mean, I, I was drinking when I was a kid. So, I mean, it was nothing to me in high school when people were getting drunk. I wasn't getting drunk. I was getting high <laughs> and taking ecstasy. I had surpassed that already. And now I notice I do drink a lot more, but it's not... Maybe You're a bartender. I'm a bartender, and I did. I just admitted that I was depressed, and I took advantage. And I, the thing is, I'm not in denial about that. And I knew I'm like, let me get out of this hole. You know, I, yeah. it's those. It's just those things where it's just like I'm not gonna let this take. You know, take control. You know, I'm not gonna use this as a clutch. I'm. I was. I was sad for a couple weeks. Get the fuck over it. Keep going. Go for a run. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But I mean, it is. It is like Pam says because now. Now, like, because uh, I've completely eliminated drinking, and then uh, with marijuana, it's like I'm probably at like three or four percent of where I was to where like, like yesterday I didn't really smoke till like later on in the evening to when because I because it does fuck with my sleep. That's the biggest change so far with the pot is not smoking. Like it's hard to go to sleep, but I've I've hit that point now to where it's like everything feels really fucking boring. Nothing like my favorite thing to do would be to you know smoke a joint and then go lay in the bed and watch Cosmos and fall asleep. Like that was my absolute favorite thing. But you lose that thing. So then, it, but at the same time, it's like okay, so things are becoming kind of boring. Well, I need to make them more exciting. Then you know I need to just throw myself into something silly because I was into Christmas music and all kinds of shit. <laughs> And uh, so th that's why, like, with this date thing that I'm going on, uh, we're, me and this chick, we're going to go to Point Reyes. Oh, nice. And then we're going to walk around. But then I decided to make this game for, like, while we're walking around of just, like, goofy shit because she's also a comic. So That's, uh, that's sweet. Yeah, I know. I, I, told, I told my boyfriend Jonathan last night, I'm like, can you just, can you see what he's doing here? <laughs> yeah. I'm like... It's like that's you, game. It's game. Well, he never. My my boyfriend, as this girl who he's going on a date with, she's never really dated. But I never dated either. I've never. No one ever dated me. Like when I was in college, I went to frat parties and I met a guy who I who liked me, and then we ended up getting married. We never went on dates. We didn't. No one's trying to woo me. There's no wooing. No one yeah. woos anymore. It's the, the only woo. Yeah. The, the only the woo that you get is like woo, come over here, or woo, I just swiped right on your face. There's no. <laughs> yeah. There's no more like wooing. It's like or the wooing is basic. Like I'll take you to dinner. I yeah, don't yeah, like yeah. that. No one. Yeah. No one ever even oh. takes me to dinner. No one ever did that because and so all that I missed all that awkward dating stuff. Yeah, it's it's a job. <laughs> that's what my that's what my good friend Katie says it's is that job. she was dating for a while. She dated all last summer on the OK Cupid, and she's like, it's a full time job. It is. It's and like, she started drinking a lot more because what else do you do? You don't want to go out to coffee with a dude. That's dumb. No, there are a lot of people that do coffee dates. I'm like, fuck that. Let's drink. I'm like, yeah. I've, I've never been. I've never when I was dating, and I kind of miss it i like the fact that you just put all your cards on the table and sometimes when you're drinking that real person comes out right you know when you're having coffee and tea together and you're having the daytime date you know you're trying to put on the, you're you're staging each other you're like actors yeah. you're, you're actors we're acting right now what do you do no what do you do that's why you no. gotta be drunk for that shit fuck that let's have some wine yeah some weed talk and you know get shit space and see what happens you might get lucky i don't know i've just uh, i've always been that kind of girl i don't see care. that's what i like about 
being a comic and having this happen with another comic is because when you're a comic, there's always like a little bit of awkwardness in your life because yeah. you're crazy enough to think that you can walk up to a room full of strangers and make them just have a good time for seven minutes or five minutes. So it's like with that, it's like, all right, let me let me push something out there that's kind of weird. Where like a regular civilian would be like, oh my god, can I <laughs> believe that you said that? And blah, blah. Whereas with the comic, it's like I accept your challenge yeah. and I will, you know, return to that. That that makes it fun. Yeah. You know. Fun. Fun without drinking. I didn't think it was possible. Uh, you guys can have fun without drinking if you drink Alta California Botanicals, <laughs> the best tink in the biz. If you don't know what tincture is, go to your local dispensary and ask for it by name, Alta California Botanicals. Six different methods to help you be well. Laughter is the second best medicine. Alta California Botanicals is the first. Uh, they're also one of the sponsors of the... 2016 Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival that's going to be here at the station. 25 shows in five days, March 2nd through 6th. It's going to be awesome. You can buy your tickets right now on universe.com. And if you buy a day pass and you tweet us or Google Plus us, you get a 5% discount. But not if you buy individual tickets, only if you buy the day pass. So you got to, the day pass means you could go to all five shows for a mere $35. And if you do all the extra tweeting and twatting, then it's only $30. You get to see five hours of amazing comedy uh, from 24 international and national comedians and 20 in-town comedians. It's going to be a really good time. So, and they probably and, will be drinking. And, and one of the good things uh, about Alta California, too, is they're one of the few tinkatures that actually have a uh, sticker on there that gives you a breakdown of how much of each cannabinoid is in each batch so you can get a more approximate idea of what you're ingesting what you're taking in and it's not just about t- like if you want to get THC and you want to get high you, you have that option but then there's other cannabinoids and acids from the plants that are kind of utilized for you to help you with specific things so like one thing like even though I'm sober now uh or not sober, just, you know, enjoying my health. Uh, <laughs> I, I still will uh, use the anxiety relief, uh, which is uh, mainly CBD. There's trace amounts of other cannabinoids in it, but it's focused more on just the CBD, which is what you're hearing a lot of in the news with the uh, the medical people and solving seizures and stuff so like yeah, that. Yeah, seizures, kids with uh, epilepsy and... Um They've, their lives have been changed by taking a combination of cannabinoids, but specifically uh, CBD is one of them. But in combination with like THCA for pain and all these other things, it's really quite amazing stuff. Science. Science. And if you Science. have questions, if you're, if you're trying to cure something specific or if you really want to remedy like, uh, you know, something within you, you can always give us a buzz on the, the hotline bling. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, if we don't have that information directly for you, we can definitely get it for you for what would be best for you to take and there's uh, some new ones coming out on the horizons to aid with insomnia and other and things too. CBD, CBDA is the new thing. So THCA is the acids of THC and if you heat it up it becomes THC. It's like when the plant is growing it's the part of the plant that's like hey grow 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 and it's the acids of the plant and it's a massive anti-inflammatory. It's really good for you. It deals with pain but if you heat it up it turns into THC. Nightmare juice. Uh, but now there's CBDA so it's the acids of the plant before it flowers when it's specifically a CBD strain. And this stuff is supposedly off the charts. They're bringing it in to us today. I believe we're going to be guinea pigging it. And you'll love this. 
It works for weight loss. That's the one that I remember you were CBDA. Yeah. Just this one of the guys who works up there at the farm uh, and with the Alta California Botanicals, he said he's like lost 40 pounds and he's attributing it to the CBDA. Wow. And I was like, dude, Al, if you've got a weight loss cannabinoid, you can make a million dollars. Like, it's yeah, going to make yeah. more than one that. million yeah. dollars. And that's why I always tell people, like, it's it's not, uh, like, if you want to get high, you can get high. But, you know, I wouldn't necessarily recommend anybody who's never smoked pot or drank to do so. But at the same time, if you want, I would never tell anybody to go pharmaceutical routes or things like that. So it's right. like, if you're looking for the holistic approach to, uh, you know, a better wellness and a better being, I think this is a great place to start. You got to yeah. do a little bit of experimenting because it's still, you know, on the the cusp of science and coming out of what things can and can't do and it does react differently for different people you know like with the the THC the euphoria I hate that shit I don't even even like looking at the bottle but Pam loves it I love it it. yeah I love it so fuck that dude that is a panic attack in a bottle It's, and you experience that, so that's why oh, it's just dude, like, yeah. It took me to the fucking nether realms, and I never want to go back there. Halt <laughs> to California Botanicals, bringing you to the nether realms. Uh, so they're, they're one of the sponsors of the festival, but another sponsor is PBR, which Woo-hoo. is very exciting. Yeah, I got a Paps um, hat. The Paps hat. Yeah, yeah we're support it. Support, nice. support PBR. Uh, also, Asiento up the street from us. They are going to be, if you say that you're coming from the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival anytime during the festival, they're going to give you happy hour prices all night. Oh, wow. So that's exciting. Um, there's a special party on um, Thursday the 4th at the Eagle SF. They're one of our sponsors, and they're going to be hooking us up. Um, also, Subliminal SF is doing all of our artwork, uh, auditory and visual mind control and then brainwash is another one of our sponsors and they're having a special show on saturday the 5th which supposedly he's gonna have free beer at it he's getting another sponsor for that too so it should be exciting and i'm i'm trying to work it out to see if it's possible i still have to look at my schedule and uh film shooting because i'm shooting pete's uh feature length film during this time Ooh. but uh, i might be able to uh uh, transport people back and forth from places or to home with the van Wow! Uh, as an added luxury. So instead of buying an Uber or something, it might be like two bucks or something per person to anywhere in SF. So nice. It's going to yes. be a whole shindig. Get a shovel. A We're digging. <laughs> it's hopefully everything works out and it's going to be a good time. It will. So go get, go get your tickets and support us here at Mutiny Radio. So you guys are listening to the AltaCast right now. I am joined by Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth Win, uh, guest Steve Poggi, I'm Pam Benjamin. We're going to listen to a little uh, Amy Winehouse, and then we'll be right back. I mean, why not play yeah. some rehab, right? right, right. Yeah. And yeah. we'll come back with some more sobriety stories. I, I don't have any like personal ones, but I know people <laughs> who've tried it unsuccessfully. <laughs> All right. Enjoy some Amy Winehouse. She's dead. Oh, you know, from really booze. Sad. They tried to make me go to rehab, I said no, no, no. Yes, I've been black, but when I come back, no, no, no. I ain't got the time, and if my daddy thinks I'm fine, they tried to make me go to rehab, I won't go. Seventeen days. I 
not for our friend Amy, but she's dead now. Yeah, she. I think she probably should have went for. <laughs> well, and that's what I learned. Um, one of the girls that I nanny for, who is just a doll, um, she was listening to the song Rehab, and her mom. She's, I think, nine now or ten. And her mom said, do you know what that song's about? And she was like, yeah. Um, she was doing too many drugs, and they wanted to put her in a place. And she said no. And I'm like, wow. wow. You know at that age. And then I said, oh, well, you know, but Amy Winehouse, she was doing all these drugs. And that's when the mom told me, she's like, she died of alcoholism. And I'm like, no. Nah. She's like, she died of a heart attack because she was consuming so much alcohol. I didn't think that that was... I didn't think that was a possible thing. Oh, yeah. Alcohol can kill you. I mean, we've said this so many times before about things in moderation. Right. You know, and that's that's what it, I mean, she took it to the next level. That's what happened, you know, and it's unfortunate. It really is because you hear about people ODing on like, you know, drug like heroin and stuff. But alcohol is actually one of the scariest yeah. things to Absolutely. get. It's hard to get off of. It's really hard. It's like, the only thing you can die from withdrawal. With everything else, you'll feel like you're going to die, but alcohol is the only thing with, with withdrawal yeah, you can actually, actually die. die. Yeah. So I, um, I drank a lot in college. I was, um, I hung out with uh, my then boyfriend who became my husband. He was the president of his fraternity. It was a white fraternity. He was black. Didn't matter. <laughs> I am a girl, and I hung out with him all the time. And I drank. I mean, I was drinking like, I don't know. I'm going to guess. Because I would shotgun beers. I'm going to say I was drinking about 18 beers a night. Like 18 Natty Lights. Damn. And at the time, I was in college, and I was a dance minor. And I was pushing 150 pounds. I was about 148 or whatever. But I was working out all all the time, and I couldn't figure it out. And I was like, why? Why am I, why am I so big right now when I work out so much? And it's just that the calorie intake alone of the 18 beers a night I was drinking. And these were like Natty Lights, so it wasn't like, you know, now I have four IPAs and I'm tossed, because it's higher alcohol. It's, I don't even know how many calories are in that, but I, okay, so I was hanging out with all these guys. I was, I was really good at shotgunning beers, and it was like a game, like, oh, pink shotgun a beer, this is so funny. And then beer bonging, all of that. I was very, very good at it. I excel, I excel at drinking, I'm very good at it. Uh, but when we started getting older and we were out of college, I was still friends with the same guys who were in that fraternity because my husband moved on. He kept the same friends and they did football. They all got season tickets for the Chargers together and they were doing all this. And there's one friend who was like, he used to be so much fun in the life of the party and just a really nice guy. And then there was this woman that he met and he decided to marry her. And I told him, I wrote him a letter. I was like, don't marry this lady she's your life is going to be ruined and he was like no i think i love her i think this is it this is it this is the one and then like shortly after the wedding they had their first kid and then they ended up having two kids after that and he hit his alcoholism so well he was drinking he finally got in trouble for it because he was drinking out of a water bottle at work and it was vodka oh and he was like God. bouncing down he, he he wanted to be a dentist he ended up selling insurance so he married this woman who was like not nice he had a bunch of kids that he i'm sure he loves his kids now but and he was living this life selling insurance that was just making him so unhappy that he was constantly drinking vodka he had one in the car he had one under his bed he had one at work in the drawer and so when everybody finally found out and he's like hey I'm an alcoholic we were like nah 
and he was like in that withdrawal thing like where he'd wake up in the middle of the night and he had to have that bottle of vodka under the bed because he'd start seizuring but the thing that brought him there was that he was so depressed because his life was so not what he wanted it to be and like is that like where so much of our drinking stems from? Is like yes. I just it, I'm not happy. But see, it's different for me. For me, it's different for you because you're social. I'm, I, I, this I, is yeah. what you, what you're doing because the majority of your days are spent with working at the station, doing your comedy, and it's 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 mostly social. It's not because like you know I I went to a Christian school and I'm mad, so I'm going to keep drinking, or I don't you know I don't get along with my parents, so I'm going to drink. No, it's because the fact of the matter is what you're doing. You the environment that you're in is social, yeah. and so that's I mean that's that's part of what it is. You know, just like how I bartend, that's part of what it is. You know, so it but what you're talking about with your friend that is one of the biggest things that a lot of people go through but they're in denial because again like I was talking about like how people are you know he conformed right that's the problem the people who try to conform you know go to college get married have kids sell insurance sell insurance buy a house buy a house I mean there's so many unhappy stories of like that conformity get a, where, get a GMC suburban thing yeah exactly those people are that suburban life a lot of those people are miserable that's yeah. why they pop pills and they drink and they hide it really well absolutely until, until the point where you can't hide it anymore right because they conformed and they're now miserable and I'm not saying that's their fault or anything else I think it's society that says well this is what you're supposed to do in order to be successful and you you're a robot so do it and they do it and look what happens and then they're not happy and then they have to break outside the See? box speaking of not happy so amy winehouse death was listed as a coroner by death of misadventure uh and her blood alcohol content was 0.416 0.416 when i blew after my car got flipped uh, three times and they dug me out and they gave me a breathalyzer, I was at .153. And that was four hours after my last drink. Yeah, like she, they said that uh, the unintended consequences of such a potentially fatal levels was her sudden death. Jesus, man. It's a heart attack from death of misadventures. Your body just goes, there's so much booze in here, we're just shutting down. We're yeah, we can't target. breathe anymore. Fuck you, get out. <laughs> I, I had a friend who died in San Diego because he was drinking with um, Vicodin. He had taken like 12 oh. Vicodin and he was drinking whiskey. He had like 12 shots of whiskey and 12 Vicodin and he died. He had a, his body forgot how to breathe. It just was like, okay, bye. Oh yeah. my God. There, there's, there's been a ton of stories like that. I know one guy who... Uh, drinking and took pills and he was so sedated that he like rolled over like face down on the couch and he ended up smothering himself <gasps> so fucked up that he couldn't get out Whoa. Yeah. Jesus. so yeah I mean I mean there's a lot to fucking lose with this shit you know what I'm saying yeah. especially it's like one thing like you said if you're drinking to have fun hang out with people or if you're drinking because you, know, you have a water bottle full of vodka at your insurance office. Yeah. Or because you have to dress up like Chuck E. Cheese and be around the kids. <laughs> well, that would kind of be a fun job. The drunk mouse is back. <laughs> the dead mouse. Um, the worst consequences that I, like, have from getting too drunk, and, and it only happens when I don't eat dinner, 
and then I get too drunk, and then I, I don't even throw up anymore. But the, the biggest one, and Poji said this never happens to him. I, we were in the car the other day, and you're like, I can't believe someone does that. I've peed in strange places before. Uh, I've peed in plants, in hotel rooms, thinking that it was the bathroom. I've been woken up by people in a hotel room saying, that's not the bathroom, Pam. Peeing in a plant, that's happened to me. Uh, I've, I've peed in the bed. You know, that happens sometimes. Uh, but what I usually do now, Blackout Pam is smarter than, smarter than she thinks. Uh, so what happens now is if I come home and I know I'm so drunk, and I'll even sometimes pee first, but if I sleep on the floor, on the carpet, with like my hair, head's kind of buried in my hands, I tell Jonathan, my boyfriend, don't, don't move me. Don't pick me up. Don't take my pants off. Those are a sponge to wick up the urine, <laughs> you see. Don't think you're not helping by taking off my pants, okay? Because Blackout Pam is smarter than you. And she knows that she's probably going to pee. Don't put me in bed. Don't do that. No pee bed. No, don't do it. Don't want to have to because I've woken up. I woke up once and I think, I, I don't know if it was Jonathan or drummer comedian Aaron Barrett. And I looked at him and I'm like, who just peed in the bed? <laughs> Did you just do that? And they're like, okay, fam, that was totally you. And then I'm like, ah, and I'm trying to like deal with all the sheets and wash them in the, <laughs> wash them in the tub, get all the hot water going. And then I'm like, then I'm like, then I'm awake. I'm like, fuck. Right. Oh, but no. so if I'm ever, if you ever come across me in my house on the floor sleeping, don't touch her. Don't touch. It's go- just leave me. Go sleep in my bed because there's not going to be any pee in it. It's going to be way better. Like, this is. It's, <laughs> this would be a good reason why to wear depends. And here's <laughs> here's a ridiculous thing. I have a lot of baby diapers in my house, and um, so I use them more for like if I'm having my period and I don't want to. I don't like sticking things in me when I'm sleeping. I don't. It's just weird. Unless I can't deal with it. Unless it's your boyfriend. Not relatable. Not really. But if you, I'll, I'll put the baby. I'll put the. I'll put the diaper down and I'll kind of sleep on the diaper so that I bleed on the diaper and then in the morning just kind of wipe it up. Um, but I should. I should do that if that ever happens again. And I wonder really the absorbency of a diaper. If is it enough to get all? I mean, because I peed in the cat box before and I really decimated an entire. Like, it's more pee than you think it is. Like yeah. the cat pee is little pee. I wasted a lot of litter, clumping <laughs> litter by peeing in the cat box. Mistake. I think it, I, I've worn a pen before, so I think you're fine. Okay. <laughs> it's my, I my played a lot of role-playing computer games in the basement, which didn't have the bathroom at the time, so I peed in a lot of empty milk jugs and uh, various things. <laughs> Dude, I'm a big fan of the piss jug. As tell, a the story, tell the story about um, why you couldn't can't play fo- couldn't play football anymore in high school in the uh, art room. Yeah, so I was a, a drunk sophomore story. in high school, and uh, I, I was a troublemaker. And uh, I was in my art class, and the, like the way it was set up for finals was you would have like uh, I believe it was two classes a day, so they were half days, but each class was two hours long. So you'd go to one two-hour class, twenty-minute break, two-hour class. And I was playing football, and uh, I was in poor shape for a class. But she was like, "Look, Steve," <clears throat> she's like, "I know you like football. You might not be into painting and sculpting, and that's fine." So what I need you to do is you're gonna come in on the final, you're gonna help me clean this room, you're not gonna leave, you're not gonna be create a disturbance, I'll give you a C, and you can pass and you can play football. I was like, all right, great. 
So again, water bottle full of vodka. Oh wow. Uh, I brought that in and after my first one, I'm like, I don't have anything to do for two hours. Fuck it. I was bored right before I even got there. So I pounded this bottle of vodka in 20 minutes with this juice, because we had a juice machine. That was when like, they first started doing like, the, we need healthy alternatives. Fruitopia? Yeah, so. sugar. <laughs> so then uh, I get the juice and I, I fucking slam this water bottle down and I'm feeling fucking great. I get to art class and I'm cleaning and singing and having a good old time. And uh, sure enough, I've got to pee. So I'm like, I'm like, her name was Miss Braun. I'm like, Miss Braun, I, I got, I gotta go use the bathroom. I'll be right back. She was like, No, you are not leaving this classroom. You're not leaving my site. You're staying in here for the whole two hours. I was like, No, I really have to pee. She's like, It's too bad. I'm not, I'm not getting out. So we had this little drying room with a sliding door, and I have these empty water bottles. <laughs> so I get a, a this knucklehead who I knew, and I have him watch the door, and I go in there start peeing into this bottle. But again, when you're drunk, you pee way more than you really anticipate because alcohol is also a diuretic. So I'm like filling up this water bottle. Next thing I know, I hear the door to the drying room slide open. And then I hear the teacher start screaming. He's playing with himself. He's playing with himself. Call security. He's playing with himself. And I come out of there, like, I don't even get to tuck my dick back into my pants. I just got to zip him up, pinch it off. And I'm like, what's going on, everybody? I ain't doing shit. And I hand the bottle of pee off to the guy who's supposed to wash the door who failed. And he throws it in. Back to the pee. This is where the pee comes in. He throws it into the backpack, but uh, I didn't tighten the cap on the bottle. Oh, God, no. So he got pee all over his backpack and all over his stuff. Enjoy that, Richard Rains. And, uh... So then (laughs) she calls up the security. She's like, I need someone to come up here. Uh, I got a student in the class who's masturbating. And so the security comes up on their little golf carts. And of course, I know all the security officers because I've been troubled nonstop. And so the guy's like, his name was Joe, and he was so cool. He was like, dude. You were jerking off in the class. I was like, no, man, it was really hot. I was just adjusting myself. My boxers were all wedged up. She wouldn't let me use the bathroom. And he's like, well, you smell like vodka. And I was like, I've got a pack of gum. He's like, all right. So I put every piece from that pack of gum. It was like one of those big extra trident things. (laughs) And I've got this fishing lure full of gum in my mouth. And I'm in there. I'm talking to the principal. And he's like, dude, like this is like 45 minutes till the end of the school year. What the fuck? And I'm like, man, it was hot, you know, my shit was all bunched up and wouldn't let me go to the bathroom. And I said, fuck it, I'll go in the laundry room and just, you know, straighten my shit out. And uh, so then this cop had to come in and, like, oh investigate me for, like, some sort of, like, sexual crime in a public school campus kind of what? thing. And uh, he's like, he's like, you know, ask me all this stuff. Like, you know, do you do you have urges to masturbate frequently? <laughs> and all this stuff. And then finally, I was just like, I was like, officer, look, man. I was like, I just got really fucking drunk. And then I had to pee. And then she wouldn't let me out of the classroom. So I tried to pee in this bottle, and she fucking busted me, caught me, and said I was jerking off. And he was like, oh, all right, fine. And then he goes back, and he's like, no, because the kid wasn't masturbating. He's like, we're more than 100% confident in that. He just had to adjust himself or whatever. But since I got kicked out of that classroom, she failed me for that class. Oh. And I became ineligible for the junior year football season. Which would have been like varsity. Yeah, so then I, uh, I practiced the whole year through the team. And then finally, like, after the first quarter when grades get, like, semi-reported, I was eligible again. So I'm practicing all week leading up and it turned out to be like our homecoming game. And I'm finally back on the field. I'm finally starting. The game's Friday night. 
Wednesday, my grandmother dies. I have to fly out to Missouri. And then the godmother who I was living with at the time calls up and goes, I can't handle living with a teenager. He's not coming back. And I never got to play. Oh, my God. Again, but I practiced every single day. And I still have my football helmet because all my gear was with my buddy. And they kind of hawked over my shoulder pads and everything else like that. But he saved the helmet for me. So I Aww. That's so bittersweet. And I never played again. And I didn't want to play with other people. And why is Steve Poggi going through sobriety? <laughs> it seems that this has been, I mean, I know you're 30 now. So that was half your life ago. 31. February 25th, 32. Two. We're getting old. You're uh, uh, sure you are. Yeah. Aging yeah. gracefully. Yep. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, it's a it's it's a thing. I didn't start drinking till I was like, I mean, I drank because my parents always drank, but it would be like a sip of dad's beer, or they'd be like, "Would you like to have a glass of wine at Christmas?" And I was so Christian that I didn't. I didn't do it. There was, there was a Christmas party I went to at the Orvix house, and I drank eggnog, which I love eggnog. If you've been listening to other shows, you'll know that I love the fuck out of eggnog. <laughs> and so I would hang out at this one house, and they would like be cool with drinking. And I never really got like super wasted, but I was like, oh, I had a couple cup of, cups of eggnog, you know. Right. But I didn't really drink in high school. And then I got to college, and I was like, I found my thing. Uh- College turns you up. I think I found it. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to do lots and lots of acid and smoke tons of weed. And I love drinking and smoking. And I'm good at it. <laughs> uh, I'm fun. I'm way more fun. Like, I went from being, like, super stick-in-the-mud prissy pants to being like, I am fucking fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so, you, you know, there was that one almost rape. But other than that, <laughs> it was really. Almost. Uh, in the well, I didn't get raped. Because the, I was, the thing is that I've, I'm, I've always been like I hung out, I hang out with dudes. Like right. I'm the girl that hangs out with dudes. It's just been the way it is. And comedy makes a lot of sense for me because it's all dudes, and I just hang out with them. And I've always been that way. I've always just wanted to hang out with the guys. Like that's kind of what I do or what I enjoy doing, and I seem to be able to relate to them and deal with it. Frat guys and I think I don't usually have girlfriends. You know, I have like a couple close girlfriends, but mostly I hang out with dudes. Uh, so ooh, I'm high now, by the way. So. <laughs> That, that shit is hitting me. The CBD and the THC are being is synergistic. It roaring up out of you. They're synergistic. But oh, so this is this is the rape story. So I was really good friends with all like the guys we'd hang out, and we all went down to Rosarito to stay for spring break. And it was the girls, and we were staying in this one place, and then there were the guys, and they were staying like next door, and we were all having a lot of fun. And I was like, I was hanging out with just a lot of dudes, and some of them were really cool, and well, and one of them wasn't, and so I was wasted, like tequila wasted, like in Rosarito, Mexico, wasted. And this one sleazy frat guy brought me upstairs, and he was trying to get my clothes off, and I was out, and like. Um, this guy, his last name was McCune, and they owned, they actually owned a bunch of um, cars. They sell cars in San Diego. Oh, so it's like the McCune family. He came upstairs and he saved me. He was like, What the fuck are you going to do to Pam? And I think he hit the guy. And it was like a big thing. Like he carried me downstairs and took me to a different like house entirely and was like, You're safe here. You're staying here. Wow. And, um, 
and he saved me from a ra- which could have been a potential gang rape because I mean it was a bunch of guys in a frat house all in Rosarito right. and there's right. drunk bitch upstairs I mean it could have wow. been it could have been really bad but one of the guys wasn't a dick and isn't that so That's, nice wow just takes that, one it just takes because that could have altered your whole experience you know oh yeah that, yeah you know? definitely it's, it would have been that would have been a pretty awful thing to go through in college yeah, well especially if they were drunk and they were like alright guys she knows we gotta kill her alright that's <laughs> Our lives are at stake here. Oh, my God. I don't think... I think that they... I don't know. That's what you do with drunk girls, isn't it? In fraternities, you find them, and then they're wasted, and then you all have sex with them. That's what happens, right, in fraternities? Yeah. I mean, I just... I, I never went. I skipped that institution. I uh, I stopped going to frat parties my senior year in high school. Yeah. Yeah, I, I knew better. I'm like, because after just seeing what was going on and I'm just like I'm like this is this is some bullshit this is some rapey stuff I've seen on Lifetime rapey stuff a lot of hormones yeah and it's just like and the thing is and then we're high school girls on top of that so that's even like yeah like you're definitely prey that's strawberries in the fruit salad (laughs) you know I I've never I've I've always been afraid of frat parties after having seen what was going on and I went to art school so we didn't have fraternities Right. Well, we went, I went to UCSD, so they were all smart guys. So that's the thing is I was like, oh, smart guys, they must all not be rapists. I, I don't trust But them. I think it, it goes across uh, all. And, and, and it, you, just because you're going to college doesn't mean you're intelligent, although UC San Diego is kind of like a smarty pants. You know, I've, I've seen a lot of, uh, like, like, house parties where a chick will hook up with a dude and then, like, the, uh, the, the beta males, the, the, like, lesser dudes, think that, like, oh, well, since she fucked him, she'll definitely fuck me oh, then, because I'm better than him. And, like, I've seen a lot of that kind of shit, like, people getting beat up for that kind of stuff and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I had the... the so when I was in high school, I was convinced that alcohol was kind of bullshit and the people that blacked out were all full of shit <laughs> because uh, they were just being who they wanted to be or saying what they wanted to say. Because when you were in high school, you just get drunk and, you know, I don't even like Becky. She's a bitch. Like, shit like that. <laughs> but uh, when I turned 21, that was my first blackout time. And I hooked up with this chick, like woke up at her place and like had no idea where the fuck I was. No, it was my 21st birthday, fucking was insanely hungover. And worst of all, like we had fucked around hardcore to the point where that flap of skin that holds onto your tongue, it was cut in from me trying to extend my tongue further than it was capable of going. (laughs) That was a rough one. (laughs) Well, at least you... Sobriety. Yeah. yeah, I had her drop me off <laughs> at the gas station. Had me drop her off at a gas station. I went into the gas station. I bought a tall can, cracked it open right outside. Didn't know you that was illegal to do, and just <laughs> drank it. So my buddy Ronnie came and picked me up. There's, Happy 21, dude. Nice. This, this is why they should lower the drinking age. I think to 18. Well, yeah. I really. Do. I'm sorry if you're able to go to war and kill people. You I, should be able to drink. Absolutely. Because that, that's gonna fuck you up. So yeah. why not fuck yourself up? <laughs> exactly. Well, and the thing is that hopefully with uh, the future that's happening, people will be more apt to use marijuana as as an introductory sort of drug. 
as opposed to like, it's a gateway drug. Well, alcohol's a gateway drug. Echo, Any anything oh, yes. is Prozac is a gateway drug. Fucking yeah. all of it's a gateway drug. And Oxidine. vitamins, vitamins are a gateway drug. Are you fucking kidding me? Getting people used to the concept of taking something besides like a food substance. Like we've made this pill for you. Yeah. Here, kids, take your vitamins. Here, kids, take exactly. your vitamins. That's just totally a way of like an, an inoculating them against the fear of taking drugs. Conform. I won't even take aspirin anymore. Conform. I used to take. I used. I will take ibuprofen if I'm in a lot of pain. But other than that, like, man, I'm going to smoke weed. I try to avoid taking ibuprofen or anything, you know, unless, you know, if, like, I'm, if I'm really cramping and I'm in a fetal position and I, I'm like, I can't take this, I'll take some ibuprofen. But, I mean, to me, a lot of pills, like I say, they're... <laughs> they're a way to control. They're mind yeah. control to me. Sure, sure. And I honestly, though I'm a bartender, I do feel that out of everything drug-wise, I think alcohol is like one of the worst. Yeah. It is one of the worst. It, but it's so you don't okay. Blackout. You don't it's black so out okay. on marijuana. Yeah. I've never smoked so much weed that I'm like, I don't remember anything that happened. That, right. That well, unless it's really happen. boring. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what happened? I don't remember. Any- oh, yeah. I just talked to Mike about you know, Walgreens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, exactly. you still people, you still have people it's in society. Not a blackout. Yeah, there's a black you out. Well, you still have people in society that talk about marijuana like it's so evil, but they will drink like a 12 pack. Yeah, and I'm just really like, you hypocrisy. you make no sense. You make no sense. How dare you talk about marijuana that way? Yeah. Here, and I'm gonna give, and I'm gonna give them some Alta drink. California botanicals. It's uh, we're at the we're at the top of the hour, so we're gonna do. Let's tell you guys that you're listening to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. Thanks for listening, downloading this podcast, or if you're listening live, you guys aren't. I told you to call in if you have your own sobriety <laughs> failed or uh, successful attempts. Call in anonymously and just get something off your chest. Were you like an asshole sometime? Yeah. Fucking, you're talking you to like the to gang assholes. We get you. We'll get you right. Four one five 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 zero zero five one one. Call us from work, Ruby Gill. Yeah, call us. Talking to you. Let us know how you yeah. do. Well, you know, I, the other thing I think about too is like before. Like with with like the drugs that really fuck you up, like alcohol or cocaine. Once you start doing the drug, you want to do more, more of the drug. Like, yeah. there's been plenty of times where I've smoked pot and then I've just been like, I'm good, man. I'm just gonna fucking sit here <laughs> yeah. for a while. Like, I don't I don't want any more. But like when you're on acid, usually you're not like, I want more. More acid, <laughs> you know. Exactly right. When you're on acid, you're like, oh my god, I want to just survive this. And get this wolf to stop singing Christmas carols. Oh fuck! Why did I do this to myself? <laughs> but if you're on cocaine, you don't you, want to stop. You doing. do not want to stop that party. Oh, I hate cocaine so much. It turns me into the. I did cocaine for a little bit, and I stopped, not because it was cost prohibitive, and not because it wasn't ubiquitous, and not because it was damaging my life in any way other than I became an intolerable asshole when I was on it. Like, I already sort of have a healthy ego and self-esteem and have an ability to talk about myself that surpasses normal human beings. But on cocaine, I think that I'm a fucking genius. That every word, syllable, sound that drips from my honeyed lips is true from the gods to you. Lucky you. You get to hear it. Oh, and I know everything about everything. It is the Egotistical drug. I actually like it. Oh, it makes me such. It, I, I feel like such an asshole the next morning that I don't ever want to do that again because it is. And I must be intolerable for other people. 
I, I usually like when I'm on it, I just usually speed talk or dance. Uh, but I always get ideas. Like, I'm like, hey, you should start selling your paintings in Paris. Like, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah. Like, what, it's just like, and now you have this idea of like selling something and, and doing it. And like, we can do it. And yeah, yeah, let's do it. Another snort. And then, yeah. And so like, and it's just like, and it's just like, I love this song. Let's dance. That's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's I'm going to speak to my mom and you're going to sure. Sean Rouse, who will be coming to San Francisco to perform comedy when Dave Attell is here, whenever Dave is going to be here, he uh, he has some great jokes where he's uh, he's talking about crank. He's like, you ever tried crank before? Yeah. That shit makes you a crackhead immediately. <laughs> he's like, you do one line of crank, you come up with all these weird business ideas. Like, let's get a puppy. Let's sell it for a profit. Like, nobody wants to buy He's like, well, we'll get a puppy, then we'll shave him. Then we'll sell him for a profit. And uh, his other one was like, he's like, I don't know what to tell these kids. And I'm not, I'm not doing Sean Rouse's jokes just